0: you're listening to the bossy type your unconventional how-to for building a bold business or personal brand through the power of words and sometimes other creative stuff i'm elise director and head writer of bossy copywriting home of bold clients funny writers and the occasional swear word Every Tuesday and Friday, I'll be sharing my bite-sized wisdom, quizzing creative experts and chatting with the brands you wish you were. So make a f***ing margarita and join me for The Bossy Type, where we make words and brands a bitch. Before we get started, a quick PSA. Head to bossycreative.com to download my very free, very juicy guide to building a bold brand. It's packed with loads of tips from Bossy's favourite creative experts and covers everything from copywriting, to graphic design, to social media, to marketing, to everything else. Okay, hit subscribe now because we all know you're going to forget and let's get started. Hi, welcome to episode four of The Bossy Type. I hope everyone is having an amazing week so far. I am still in stage four lockdown and slowly losing my marbles. Oh, you know when you just laugh at everything because you've gone kind of delirious? That's me like this month but at least it gives me more time to work on this podcast. So in today's episode of The Bossy Type, I'm going to start with a story, and it's kind of an awkward story, but it is relevant to today's topic, so I'm just going to go for it. Earlier this week, I reached out to an agency. I wrote a really in-depth, pretty good email, I thought, introducing myself. I introduced Bossy and the supergroup and how we work. I explained some of our services, and I shared some examples of our work. To my delight, I got an email back, but it was definitely not what I was expecting. Apparently I'm not Liz's type. (laughs) Her email was very cordial and respectful, which was nice, but the email detailed basically why I wasn't this particular agency's type. And the reason was because Bossy is so polarizing, or more specifically, our tone of voice is polarizing. Our website landing page has a huge tagline on it that reads, we make words our bitch, because quite frankly, we do. But the thing is, it was always my intention to be polarizing, which is kind of the reason. Well, it is the reason that we've been able to work with some of our dream clients. We've really carved out a small but unique niche that aligns with fun brands that we really want to work with and that is all because of our tone of voice and unfortunately it means that we're not everybody's cup of tea or cup of tequila which really is exactly the point. If you listen to episode one of The Bossy Type you will have heard me talking about how important tone of voice is when it comes to building a bold brand. I mentioned that I use bossy as an example to show clients what we're capable of and what our style is, it's like a living, breathing example of us and what we can do for brands. So in today's episode, I'm going to explain how you can do that too, and maybe even get an email from Liz. (laughs) Maybe you want a tone of voice that doesn't cause too much trouble, or maybe you want a tone of voice that might get you arrested. And this process applies to both. Tone of voice is such a huge topic. If you ask me, it's one of the biggest puzzle pieces when it comes to building a brand. And all too often, I see so many businesses throwing money at their branding, building the perfect website, paying to work with influencers, investing in marketing strategies. And these are all really important in their own way. But most of the time, these clients have spent so much money on these elements that they've got nothing left in the kitty for tone of voice or copywriting. This is usually because people have no idea what tone of voice is or just how important it is to the success of your brand. But think about it like this, even if you get all of those other things right and tons of people find their way to your website or your Instagram, do you think that they'll buy your product or want to work with you on a service or become a loyal fan if they don't feel welcomed or excited or educated or understood? Probably not. So I'm going to go all out today. Yes, I'm going to explain what tone of voice is, but I'm also going to give away some secrets, some of my best tips for defining a super unique tone of voice that's relevant to your customer, whether that's fun or something else, the questions I ask my tone of voice clients, where I research and how I brainstorm to create the character, and then most importantly, how I bring it to life on every single platform or medium. If you're currently trying to DIY a voice for your own startup or side hustle, you might want to grab a pen and paper for this one. One more thing, don't forget I have a free ebook available on my website, bossycreative.com, which will help massively if you're developing your own voice right now. There's a bunch of tips from me and the other bossy writers, as well as some amazing creative experts that we work with. We cover things like identifying your target audience and figuring out how to speak to them. So jump onto bossycreative.com and you can grab one of these ebooks for free. Okay. So the $100,000 question, what the F is tone of voice? So tone of voice is pretty much the personality of, of your brand. So just like people, every brand has a personality. Some are professional, some are motherly, some are wild. They're like your friends. You know, on a Sunday morning, you have that friend that's drinking green juice and shopping at the farmer's market. And then you've got that other friend who hasn't been home yet and is completely wasted at brunch. Even if this personality wasn't intentionally created for your brand, every single brand has a personality. So that is how it's going to be portrayed by the public. So you may as well create a really strong, likeable, welcoming, amazing personality that people want to buy into. In a practical sense, tone of voice is how your business communicates verbally or non-verbally with clients and people that might become your clients too, if you play your cards right. So I'll go into that in more depth, but without a really strong and consistent voice, there can be a major disconnect that affects your relationship with your audience Basically, you've got this big pool of people that are your target market or your target audience, and you need to find a way to speak to them in the way they want to be spoken to. If you don't, they won't relate to you, they won't trust you, and they definitely won't want to buy into your brand or buy your products and services. So probably the biggest examples that most people know of are Frank Body has the most amazing tone of voice. And go to skincare. So, if you look at those, if you look at things like their website copy, uh, their packaging, their Instagram captions, they're all written in a really clear character or tone of voice that come to life across all of their channels. Okay, so once you understand that tone of voice is the character of your brand, it's its personality and it's the voice that's speaking on behalf of your brand. You've got to then try and define a unique tone of voice for yourself. So I'm going to give you a few of my tips. Obviously, tone of voice is such a huge process. It can take us like six to eight weeks just to develop someone's tone of voice and really bring it to life. So these are probably the key things that we start with and we really deep dive into them. So the more effort and the more um, time you spend on these elements, the better your voice will be. So the first thing we do is we start with a questionnaire. So I often send this questionnaire to a client or I have a a workshop with them and we run through the questions in person. And these questions really help to break into the client's head and figure out what they're thinking and what they're looking for, even if they're not quite sure what that is yet. These questions will also help to deep dive into the brand and learn all there is to know about your brand and who you're hoping to attract. and. It also helps us gather all the information that we need to actually write some of the copy as well. So it's a really, really important first step. Okay, so you're basically going to do this same questionnaire, but you'll just do it on your own. So be really descriptive, be really informative. No information is too minor. So first of all, we're going to look at your audience. So spend about one hour creating a profile for someone in your audience and make sure it is so specific that it's like they're standing right in front of you. So write things down like, what is their name? How old are they? What do they do for work? What are some of the things they care about? That's really, really important, like their values. What music do they listen to? Do they listen to podcasts? What do they eat for breakfast? What do they like doing in their spare time? Do they like going to see bands? Do they like going out for dinner with their friends? What products do they use? What foods do they eat? Just be as descriptive as you possibly can. Once you have this person profiled, it'll become really clear or at least a lot more clear as to the things that they will respond to. I would even suggest finding a picture of this person. So This is something that I actually have to do. If I'm creating a profile for somebody's tone of voice, I will actually have to go and find like a friend on my Instagram or someone on Pinterest that kind of embodies that profile and I will include them in the actual questionnaire. So then I can basically always keep that person in mind the whole time I'm working on the tone of voice. And for you, you can keep that person in mind at all times whenever you're writing any content. Next up, you're going to choose three major points of difference. Again, like I said, this is quite top line versus the deep dive that we go in with our clients, but it should really help you at least identify some of the key points of difference that you want to highlight. I would probably start with probably like 15, 20, 30 things that you can think of, even if they're just things that pop into mind, because then what you're going to do is narrow them down to three or four really, really unique points of difference that set you apart from everybody else. So if you're a business, maybe you have exceptional customer service, very competitive prices. If you're a blogger or a freelancer, maybe you have a passion for a certain field. But the problem is, so does everybody else. I think you can do better. So once you've narrowed it down, you need to come up with three really true, really powerful points of difference that actually set you apart, and these are the three things that you should be focusing on moving forward. So make sure that they're completely different to your competitors and anyone else in your industry, or at least they're less common. Next up on your questionnaire, you're going to sum up your brand in five words. So first, you're going to brainstorm as many words as you possibly can. 30s are a pretty good place to start. Be specific, be wildly imaginative And just let it all out. Brainstorm, throw anything on the list that comes to mind, even if you're not really sure. Then, once your list is finished and you cannot think of one more word, you're going to go through and narrow the list down. So, start circling words that really jump out at you and getting rid of the ones that maybe don't apply. And then, eventually, you're going to choose five that really describe your business. So, whenever you're communicating with customers or creating content, That should always align with these five principles that you're going to come up with. Next, you're going to imagine your brand as a person and describe them in graphic detail like you have for your target audience. So tone of voice is all about the character behind your brand. It's the personality that's emailing your customers, commenting on Instagram, writing thank you notes to sit in your packages. So if your brand was a person, what would they be like and how would they speak? Create a profile for them as well as your audience, and then put it next to your computer. Whenever you need to write anything or communicate on behalf of the brand, spend five minutes reading through this profile and getting into character. I promise it will make it so much easier to actually get started. So as an example, I have a client that is a women's fragrance brand and the tone of voice is Really cheeky, really naughty. So when I did this profile for the brand, I went really deep. I had a page specifically dedicated to the types of people that she would follow on Instagram, I had the people that she listens or the bands or musicians that she listens to on Spotify, people like Billie Eilish. I spoke about the sort of clothes she wears and what she does on the weekends. And having this person in mind is so helpful because whenever I need to write copy, I go and read through those notes and I think about what that person would say. Okay, once you have a pretty clear idea of your brand and what you're trying to communicate, now it's time to get creative and figure out how the voice should sound. So I'm going to give you a few of my favorite tactics. The first one is Pinterest, of course. So unfortunately, in copywriting, we don't have a central spot where we can just search for inspiration. You know, like graphic designers can spend hours on Pinterest or Behance trying to gather up some some inspiration, but it's really not so easy for copywriting because there's nowhere that we can search for inspiration like that. I still use Pinterest to find images that align with the brand or have a similar vibe to what I'm looking for. So I start creating a bit of a mood board. So say it's that women's fragrance brand, I'll start collecting some images of really dark and moody and cool imagery and starting to fill out a mood board that will help inspire the voice. The second thing I do is word association. So, a bit similar to one of the tasks earlier, you're going to grab a piece of paper and brain dump five trillion words. (laughs) So, these can be anything. They can be values of the brand. They can be things that just come to mind when you think of the product you're selling. They can be pain points. They can be just completely random words that you think of. Anything that comes to mind, put it down in the list and then look at those words and think about how you can branch off into those words. So as another example, I had a client who was a cider brand. This client came up with the brand idea when they were surfing in the south of France. So that was a massive inspiration behind the brand. So I started with that. I started writing down words in both English and French that had to do with summer, sun baking, surfing everything. As soon as I had a few words down, I started branching off. And you'll find that you might even come up with a brand name this way as well, because you're really digging deep into your mind. So it's a really, really good tactic for coming up with the name of a brand. Next up, you're going to write your brand personality. So you've done the research prior, you kind of know at least what the character behind this brand is, even if you haven't really figured out the rest of it yet. So now you're going to detail how this character or person behind your brand would speak. So I find it helpful to list some personality traits or characteristics. For example, is your brand humble? Are they loud? Are they understanding? Are they really witty? Are they super polished? So try and write down maybe five or ten personality traits that really sum up the brand because again, when you start writing copy, you'll come back to these to make sure everything is consistent and aligned with this voice. Okay, so your next task is to research other brands research, not copy. Um, I think this can be really, really vital in coming up with a unique voice because at the end of the day, research is everything. So you should have a bit of an idea now just based on those tasks of who your brand is, even if that means you just know it's professional and it's not cheeky or vice versa. So once you have a bit of an idea of the attitude of your brand, it's time to find other brands that align with that. And then you're going to investigate how they write some of their copy. There's no need to stick within your industry. For example, I've had clients that are Australian beauty brands and I have researched American bakeries that sell giant cakes. (laughs) So it's just about finding... It's just about figuring out the attitude and then finding brands that match that. Once you've found about three or four of these brands, start digging into how they write their copy. Have a look at their product descriptions, their about page, their landing page. Sign up to their e-newsletters and check those out. Have a look on their Instagram and see how they write their captions and just start picking out little bits that you, can, that you might be able to apply to your own brand with your own spin. Lastly, in this section, you're going to figure out some words to use and words to avoid. This should be a lot easier now that you've come up with the basic personality behind your brand and how this brand speaks. So if you're a fitness brand, do you say fitness? Do you say movement? Do you say exercise? Do you say workout? There's so many different variations of one word. So it's really important to figure out what those Frequently used words are and making sure everyone in the team is across them. I'd also recommend adding in other sorts of nouns or adjectives or verbs that you might use often and any phrases to avoid. Okay, now I get to have some fun and actually execute it. So once you're happy with your brand personality and you're really clear on how the brand speaks, there are a bunch of things that you can do instantly to update the way your brain communicates across all of your channels. So let's talk about social media first. So here, I would really recommend identifying your content themes. This is a really good first step. So what are the four to six topics that you'll be posting about? If you're a health and wellness expert, for example, this might be recipes, science, exercise and quotes. So really figuring out those content themes and making sure that you stick within those at all times. It will also make it a thousand times easier when you can't think of something to post. You just know that you're going to rotate between those content themes. Next, you'll be creating some caption formulas to match your content themes. So I'm not going to go into that in detail because I've already done a whole episode on that. So go back to episode two and have a listen and you'll be able to find my really quick and easy and foolproof process for making Instagram captions a breeze. Another really important thing that you can do to improve your social media's tone is to create a response register. So, this is basically a big spreadsheet that houses all sorts of example responses for the most common questions and comments that you get across your Instagram or Facebook. So, if you often have people asking you how they can sign up to your course, maybe you have a response ready to go, but It will be written in your tone of voice. So these are the things that people often overlook. They just think that they either have to sit there and reply to everyone manually or they have maybe some automated responses ready to go, but they might sound a bit robotic or not aligned with the brand. So figuring out first what these frequently asked questions are, popping them in a spreadsheet and beside that, writing down the answers, but in the correct tone of voice for your brand. The last piece of homework I'm going to give you is to write five unique comments per day on different posts that you find on Instagram. So obviously, this is more about your community outreach, but even those comments should be always in your tone of voice. That's probably one of the most important things that should be written in your tone of voice. What you're going to do is find five Instagram posts that really speak to your brand and find something really unique to comment on that really screams your brand personality. Okay. Now we're going to go through emails. So I'm going to give you a few pieces of homework here as well. The first one being read through your last 10 emails and then write down three words to describe your email style. So when you read through your last 10 emails, how do you sound? Do you sound really professional? Do you sound really chatty? Do you sound like you're obviously in a rush? So on the other side of the page, write down three words to describe the email style that you want. So maybe you'd like to sound more friendly. Maybe you'd like to have a bit more personality in your emails. Whatever it is, write it down on sticky notes if you have to and keep it next to your computer as a daily reminder. So if you've ever sent me an email at Bossy, you'll know that I always write my emails even if they've come from me personally in my tone of voice. Another great thing that you can do with your emails is make over your email signature, and you can do that so quickly. So, maybe add a personal slogan or a quote if your brand is really polished or cheeky, and basically just add it to your email signature as soon as you finish listening to this podcast. That will give you an instant boost into your tone of voice. Now, you're going to use the next email that lands in your inbox as a practice run. So, you've read through your last 10 emails, you've come up with how you would like to sound moving forward now it's time to practice. So if you don't want to do this with a real email, even try writing a fake email, write something that you would normally write. It can even be like a template that you usually send for a new customer inquiry. Try rewriting that in a new tone of voice. Speaking of emails, don't forget all of your email marketing. So try to review and rewrite some of your auto emails or email sequences. So have a look through your auto emails. You probably wrote them when the internet was first invented. Chances are they could do with some dusting. So print them all out, every single email that automatically gets sent to your customers or your database and take a good look at all of these. Do you sound like a robot? If you do, give yourself a deadline to update all of them. Figure out what's not really working anymore in line with your new tone of voice and which bits could probably be saved. That should give you a really good understanding of how your auto email should sound and now you're going to plan ahead for the next couple of months. So figure out everything that you plan on sending out to your database in the next couple of months. Now while everything is fresh in your mind, try and write some of these, batch a load of them if you can in the new tone of voice, even including the subject lines. Okay, so I've got a couple of extra tips here. The first one is to write a sample of your most commonly used content. So, what do you spend most of your day doing? Is it writing Instagram captions? Is it replying to customer service emails, whipping up blog posts, drafting event copy? Whatever it is, you're going to attempt to write one of these in the tone of voice, which will help you to A, practice, but B, it will provide you with a guide for anyone that's writing content moving forward. So as an example for the customer service email, when somebody inquires with Bossy about some some of our copywriting services, I have a template email ready to go that's written in my tone of voice and all I really need to do is tweak and tailor it a little bit to make it a bit more personalized for that particular client. So I've basically got the structure of an email. It's really fun. It's really punchy and all I really need to change is the first sentence and the last sentence. The last thing you're going to do is refresh any other documents within your business. This is another thing that gets forgotten about, especially if it's not like a client facing document, but think about things like your invoices or even your documents you use to onboard a new client. Review all of these with your new tone of voice glasses on and make any tweaks where you need. Okay, well, I think that's enough secrets for now. I <laughs> hope I still have a business after this. I hope that has been helpful for anyone launching their own brand. I promise once you've ticked off that long list or at least cherry-picked a few tasks that apply to you, your brand will be so much stronger when it comes to having an identity, speaking to your audience in a way they relate to, and even creating a community, including lots of new clients, hopefully. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Bossy Type. If you haven't already, tap the subscribe button for new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And if you got something out of this episode, I'd love it if you could rate, review, share on Instagram, text your friends, tell the whole world, all the things. In the meantime, come hang out with me on Instagram at bossy.copywriting or at Elise Elise, spelt A-L-Y-C-E. Bye.